Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with Moira Cassaba. <sighs> Today, you are going to get to hear the story of one of my new favorite people, like fell in literal love with this girl as we recorded this episode and connected on a much deeper level outside of this. She was a wedding dress designer on Say Yes to the Dress. When I heard her story, I knew it needed to be shared with the world. I knew that everyone needs to hear this story, but especially anybody in the social media space, the influencer space, running any type of business online, um, you know, people that are trying to get influencer deals, brand deals, affiliate marketing, anything like that. You guys, pay attention and let's dig into this episode because your mind is going to be blown in just how serious and haunting this story is, but also how incredibly inspiring this girl is. I cannot wait for you to hear this. So let's dig in. Well, let's just jump right in. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. I just was enamored when I started to dig into like your story and what's going on in your life and just all that you've walked through, all that you're continuing to walk through. And I was really just kind of taken with it. And I'm like, this girl has got to be on the podcast. I want everyone to hear your story. There's so much to learn. And there's just so much power in walking through the hard and walking through the successes and the failures and all of that. So can we just dig right in and, and let's like, let's just start with your story. Who are you? Where are you? What's the story here? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am going by the name Cheval, Cheval. these days. This Gorgeous. is a new development. Uh-huh. Um, and Cheval means horse in French. Um, it is Kind of an opportunity for me to reinvent myself and identify myself because I'm currently in a situation where I am not allowed to publicly uh, use my birth name to identify myself in any business or commerce. Um, and obviously we'll get to that, <laughs> the meat of that's, that. It's insane. Like it's insane to hear those words and look at your face and like, that's the reality of your situation just blows my mind. I I mean, there's got to be so many layers that that affects too. Like that doesn't just affect your business. That's got to affect on like a soul level. Yes, it it definitely does. Um, I've had some time to let that marinate the concept Mm. of it. And it's really interesting when you start to think about the dynamics of how one identifies themselves and Mm -hmm. just a a sense of self. Um, But I was formerly known as a wedding dress designer, Um, I brought over 10 product lines to market and um, a lot of people might know me from say yes to the dress. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I had this career um, and a skill set that I have spent my entire life, all of my education and industry experience um, cultivating. And after about nine years of working under what I considered a very one-sided employment contract, uh, my former employer sued me in federal court and gained control of what I always believed to be my personal social media accounts. Um, Which is your name, there, right? I mean, it was yes, it, yes, your, no. it's not like your Instagram accounts were, or the other social media accounts were under a different name. They're under your birth name. Right. And I also 
opened that account with the intention of running it as my personal account. I wasn't told to open it by a company, you know, member or anything like that. A, a friend of mine was like, everyone's getting on Instagram. You know, I didn't even know what it was practically. And I just opened my account, used the same handle name I'd been using since my personal Facebook, you know, since 2004 yeah. and, um, you know, started posting and showing my life. And obviously that included my work, um, showing, you know, where I was at trunk shows and, you know, it was a, a big hodgepodge of, of wonderful journey, uh, my wonderful journey. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, uh, when I was sued in federal court while still working, um, at this company, I, can I, you know, I can I go back just really quick? Sure, can I get yeah. a glimpse of, so you were with that company for nine years when this happened, right? Yes. How old were you or how, like, give me that kind of picture. I was 25 years old when I signed the contract and I did so without a lawyer. Yeah. And, uh, as most 25 year olds are going to (laughs) do. I, I definitely, uh, relate still to who I was as a young designer wanting Mm -hmm. the opportunity of, of a lifetime. You know, this was my dream job and, um, it's, it's difficult now because obviously there have been enormous consequences and things that I never thought possible could have happened. And I do take it, you know, bite by bite in that, um, you know, I have to take responsibility, but at the same time, I think now I have a much greater mission to share my story as a, as a beware story for young designers and artists out there that just, you know, feel like they don't have a lot of negotiating power or feel like, have to do X, Y, Z to get that dream opportunity. Um, and unfortunately in my situation, you know, I really thought that regardless, you know, and this might be very naive of me, but you know, whatever this contract said or whatever's in it, um, you know, I, I just felt like I could outperform it, you know, and I could show my value and I could earn my stripes. And then someday I would be seen as a businesswoman, you know, ready for that next chapter. Um, and that's, that was, you know, my mindset and, uh, well, and I don't know about you, but coming from a place of like, just being a good person, you know, like, I just, I think that's one of that unfortunately can be a downfall because you just assume the best and it doesn't have to be that somebody is the most ethical or the most whatever, but you just assume like people are by and large, decent and good, and they're going to do the right thing. I I've been in a situation with a very dear friend of mine that was a business legal contract. And I was blown away at like, you know, the response of like, well, it's in writing. This is the legal contract. I'm like, but we're friends and you're a good person. Or so I thought, you know, and it can be, I think that piece of that can be so hard too, because you lose your faith in people. Yes. I have been somebody that's always believed that people are inherently good. And I, uh, I also am a big believer in love and I have not necessarily had the best experiences in both of those categories of, you know, life and business. Um, and regardless of the trauma I have, you know, personally experienced, I still do believe that. Yes. Um, Uh, And so like, I want to hold on to that 
too. And, you know, it's like, I've been through a divorce even, and, and like, I still believe that I still believe in love. I still believe that, you know, it can happen for you. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I failed the first time. It's never going to happen again. Um, and I, I carry that with me and I, I definitely protect that mindset, even though so much of that has happened. <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah. though, because I can remember walking through a couple things in my life and feeling like if this experience fundamentally changes me, meaning like I, it, this causes me to lose my trust in people. This causes me to lose my faith in people. Like that's allowing them to rob me of so much more than they're already robbing me of, you know? And so I, like you, like grabbed onto that. And I was like, I will not change who I am. I'm still going to believe that people are good, that love is possible, that, you know, ethical people are out there in the world. I just need to connect with more of them, you know? Absolutely. And so much of life is lived through contrast, mm. you know, and just as your yes. podcast embodies, you know, the lows versus the highs, yes. you know, going through these really um, traumatizing experiences and having things not work out the way you had hoped, it gives you a different perspective and it shows you the other side of the coin. And then um, it makes you definitely appreciate more. I always say that grieving is actually a privilege because mm. yes, process of it and realizing that there is love there that's unexpressed or that yes. something is happening there or that's causing a void. Yeah. It, it definitely like gives you a, a different sense that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yes. And so you're oh. really being given something, yeah. you know, and not all of us can really grieve. Uh, like yeah. uh, it's so, it's such a psychological thing. And so I feel lucky that I've had some time for it, yeah. you know, now considering, but yeah. Cause other. you had this, you had this great thing. No, I, we are so aligned on so much of like our absolute core beliefs because I can remember like when my father passed away and it was such, my heart was broken so much, but my heart was broken so much because I was able to have this incredible father in my life. You know, that was the gift. And I teach all the time, contrast equals clarity. Like when you experience that hard, it clarifies so beautifully what you do want in your life. And that is such a gift. And when we can turn it around like that and we can see it as contrast is equaling like kind of the direction that I'm actually supposed to pursue the opposite direction, that is a beautiful thing. But not many people get there, especially they just get stuck in the hard or they get, you know, just broken down by it and bitter and, oh, I just love that you are already kind of have processed all that and on the other side of that. So going back, I want I want to hear more. I want to hear about it all. Okay, but okay. I also <laughs> really want to hear about say yes to the dress and how all that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Well, um, you know, say yes to the dress is still one of the most uh, memorable and heartwarming experiences I've had. I just treasure my time in doing that. And, uh, you know, I had an employment contract where I was a designer. Um, you know, I wasn't necessarily signing up to be on television and, and to do all these things. Um, and as my career grew and I, I got these opportunities, um, I was just really grateful for it because relationships, matter so much. And, you know, there can be, uh, something that says uh, like a contract that says something, you know, and you can have a social media account where you're posting pictures and you're painting a very specific image, but, um, relationships 
are so special because they really just can't be defined. Mm -hmm. It's so experiential. And the relationships that I developed are so lasting. You really walk away with a sense of who someone is. Mm. And with the brides that I've gotten to meet over the years and the moments I've gotten to share with them, you know, that can't really be painted over or changed. Nobody can take that from you. Yeah. Nobody can take it. And I, uh, that for me has literally carried me through the toughest time of my life because when it feels like you are being misrepresented or when something is happening that shouldn't be happening, you know, you definitely try to look to things in your life that feel stable, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, you know, you turn to things that are not healthy, you know, and it could be substancing, it could be just a bad habit, whatever it is. But I was able to gravitate toward those relationships, even in Mm losing what I always thought were my personal social media accounts and those relationships, I was like, oh my gosh, these people, you know, do they think they're still talking to me? You know, and that was terrifying to me that, that idea of not being able to reach them. Yeah. And so, you know, luckily I did have a way of still communicating even without a name and even without this, um, you know, transfer that I used to have, um, so yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. You are so wise yeah. beyond your years. Like it's blowing my mind. I mean, that you could recognize the negative and the bad habits and the substances that we can so easily turn to. And I would say 98% of the world turns to in times of, you know, trial, but to recognize yeah. those relationships, like, and to be able to grab onto those truths that like nothing, nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take away those experiences, those moments, those relationships. And to lean into that is just so, so wise, you know? And I I just love that you've grabbed onto those anchors to carry you through. I I can't imagine, I feel like I learned this at a really young age when I don't even remember what happened, but like, I think it was like somebody thought I stole something or somebody thought I did something. And I was like, it was like, they were looking at me in this incredibly negative light. And I was like, no, like that, that is completely not who I am. And I remember thinking, I don't think there's a worse feeling in the world for the outside world to view you as something that fundamentally you are the opposite of like it's it's gut-wrenching you know yeah and when you invest so much energy positive energy and wanting people to know who you are and connect with you in an authentic way you know you want to protect that yes that's yeah I can't relate more to that (laughs) gosh well tell me too where so in this, you were with the company for nine years, right? And then at what point did Say Yes to the Dress come in? And then dare I ask, because I'm like, oh, I hate to like bring all this bad stuff up. But when did the relationship and the divorce happen in like, I mean, that's heavy and one of the hardest things you can walk through in your life. And you're also walking through what really nobody walks through in their life. Like this, it's almost like identity theft on the highest level, you know? I can't remember the exact date of say yes, but it was fairly early on. I think it was around like 2013 or 14 um, when I started appearing there. And uh, I actually had my first wedding featured on say yes Mm -hmm. to the dress. And it was amazing. It was an incredible experience. And I had such a beautiful wedding wedding that, you know, I just still hold on to the fact that there was a great party with wonderful people there. And 
well, you know, it wasn't the right person and it didn't work out. Um, yeah. and having to go through a divorce, being a wedding dress designer, it's kind of like, you know, tooth fairy losing a tooth, like what <laughs> happens now, you know, and it, it, it was, it was pretty wild, but I felt again, very lucky in that mm. what transpired in my relationship made it very definitive for me to be able mm. to make a decision and be de decisive. Yes. And a lot of times I don't think people get that, you know, they're, they're torn. Like, is this the right decision? Is it not? Yeah. And for me, I was like, this is absolutely the right decision. And I know it is. And so yes. I was really grateful for that. So that was a, um, interesting, uh, experience, especially being in that industry. Yeah. But I also like, you know, so many people go through this and yeah. my gosh, you know, do I not feel obligated to hide this or mm. to, you know, be shy about it? Yeah. I wanted to connect with people again through, you know, yeah. having to go through that kind of experience and, um, yeah, say yes, still airs those episodes and it's reruns. And it's, it's interesting because it does bring up the conversation again. Like yeah. I'm now in a very happy, um, engagement relationship. My awesome. and I together four and a half years We're we've been engaged three, you know, no wedding date in sight, but people are always like, I thought you were already married. And I was <laughs> like, well, I was, <laughs> you know, and so of course I want to give some context and explain, cause not everybody knows what's happened. So I'm happy yeah. to share that and not feel like, Oh, I have to explain it again. It's like, right. I don't mind because it is my journey. I'm going to wear it yeah. as much as I can. And, you know, I always say, it's like, I, I tell people that when they're getting married again, you know, this, Oh, it's my second wedding. And I'm like, it's not your second wedding. It's a wedding. Yeah. Like don't yeah. even, don't even feel the need to put a, a label on it because it's a new chapter of your life and it is a wedding and you're yeah. going to have this wonderful moment again. And it, it doesn't need wow. to be to that. So, and do yeah, you I see, like, I, first of all, I feel like you're, you're far enough away from that kind of removed from that experience where you can all, we can always look back and see the gift in it. If, if we have the right mindset around it, but like, I mean, first of all, I bet you wouldn't have chosen your fiance had you not walked through that exact experience with that person, right? Like contrast clarifies what we, what we need and want in life. Yeah. Oh, it so does. And sometimes yeah. you don't know what you want until it's really there. And yeah. yeah, exactly. I love that. But also you've got to see like in the position that you're in walking through that experience and having, you know, you will have another wedding, you will have a wedding, not a second wedding, but a wedding that the gift you have in your business to be able to share that, that experience with other women that are getting married for a second time. Like there's, there's such a gift in that. If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course, every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up planner, and you guys can rise up with us. I mean, you are fun. You're changing people's lives by having that conversation. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And 
I try to be really delicate a lot of times with how you communicate and something I've learned, you know, the hard way in a lot of what's happened, especially in my legal case is that, you know, you, you definitely have responsibility for your messaging and like the way you say things. And, you know, I want to be very transparent and speak from the truth and all that I've been through. But there's also this gray area for how people interpret it, you mm, know, and absolutely. Like what I've kind of um, experienced is that a lot of times you, you can potentially be held accountable for how people are interpreting it. Yes. And then like, where do you wrestle with that? Because at the same token, when you work so hard to make sure you're delivering mm. a message that is, you know, 100% factual and it is from your experience and all these things, it can still be left open-ended for some people, you know, right. and it's, it's, it's like, you can't be responsible for everyone's interpretation of it. Yes. And, you know, but that gets into a whole nother conversation of like, just, you know, how things work these days with media and, yeah. and people showing up to, to be themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. My wheels are like spinning in a million different directions. Cause you're right. That's like such a whole nother topic. And it's so yeah. hard as influencers because it's like, I I think on one hand, like, I love that you're taking this like stance of like, we have a responsibility, you know, and we have to be careful. But then I think sometimes we end up in, in the stance of like, this is just me. Like, I'm just authentically being me and I I can't be responsible for how you're interpreting it. So there's frustration there, but then we have to honor the responsibility as well. Yeah. It's such a delicate waltz because- you, we want to be real and you want to be able to speak freely. I mean, freedom of speech, you know, it's number one, you know, it's like, (laughs) it is there. And you also want to have personality. And when you become so, and this is something I like, it's one of the biggest challenges because it's like, you become so obsessed in making sure you're doing it right. You know, Mm -hmm. and like, then it's like, is it still the same message as I'm still and as a creator too, with creative expression, yeah, it's important that you're not conforming yourself so yes. poor that it's like affecting your your entire creativity, right? Um, and yeah. I feel like I've been being watched, you know, like Ugh. so closely, and it's you know, yeah. it's it's it is definitely tough. I'm sure it's been crazy. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine the scrutiny that you've been under. And then, so that just adds like, not even another layer, but like another hundred layers to, you know, you being out there in the world and sharing your life. And I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are also just waiting to pounce, like waiting for you to take a wrong step, waiting for you to say something the wrong way or in the wrong tone, and that's really the burden of, you know, being in the public eye. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, all I want to do is be an influencer. I'm like, oh, there's a there's a hard side to it, a really hard side and a responsibility. Um, tell me about this. So your Instagram, so it was your Instagram that was taken. What what other social platforms? It so yeah, interestingly, um my Pinterest my TikTok and my Instagram, uh, you know, that I'm, I should, I should rephrase that, but it was these accounts. I always believed to be my personal accounts. I opened them on my own accord, you know? And so TikTok, Pinterest, and Instagram were the platforms that I ended up having to turn over. Mm -hmm. And, um, I appealed 
and I ended up getting some form of relief, but not fully. And so I ended up getting my TikTok back, which does have the same handle name, but yeah. not the Instagram yet and not the Pinterest. Um, and so, and then, you know, it's, it's weird because it's like, I have all these other platforms still, you know, I, I yeah. had my LinkedIn, I had my Venmo, I had my personal Facebook. Um, I had my Snapchat Periscope, like all these accounts that I opened just using my name, you know, of course, um, not really much. And they all shared that same handle name, but the ones in question were of course, the ones that were most followed and most valuable in terms of how you kind of gauge those metrics. Yeah. Um, How many followers did you have on like Instagram, TikTok? Um, oh my gosh. Well, I think on Instagram at the time when I believed it to be my, my personal account, I had 1.15 or something like that. Wow. And, uh, TikTok was somewhere in like the 30 K range. I mean, I actually really wasn't investing too much in TikTok. I, I, yeah. I was already so, you know, an Instagram person, but yes. Um, but yeah, I mean it, that for me was, uh, incredibly an incredibly violating experience because I had been operating it as my personal account. And so all these messages with dear friends and things, you know, my, my fiance, like things you would never want anyone having access to these. And you, you just said it, the word violated, like that is such a violation of your personal life. You know, and and when you listed out all of those other accounts that, you know, you start, you open up a Venmo account, you open up a Periscope account, you open up all these accounts. If this is law, right? If the law says that they're able to take this, then why aren't they taking all of them? I'm sure you're thinking the same thing through these, you know, proceedings. But I can't imagine somebody being able to take ownership of personal conversations, you know, and I mean, it's, it's such a huge part of, it is a gigantic part of a business like yours that you have blood, sweat and tears built over the course of many years. So are you still appealing? You're still in the process? Yeah. So I'm still fighting, um, every bit of this, especially the social media, because one, it is unprecedented and it is going to impact the future of case law. Yes. for all created as an influencers and, you know, how people utilize the platform. Um, but also because it was not in my contract, there yeah. is no mention of social media. It, it was not, not even really known yeah. it was in 11, you know? And so it was after the fact and, uh, you know, it is just something, it, it also was really difficult because the behavior of that account has drink has changed so dramatically mm-hmm. For a lot of people, the experience has changed so dramatically because I was personally showing up on that, you know, and I was leaving voice messages and it was me there and now it's not. And I, I, and and it's your name. It's your name that somebody else is operating. Like, this is just so crazy to me. Yeah. And the the name it's, it's interesting because I do think a lot of people see that as like, how is this even possible and why, right. you know, like, and I, I get that a lot. Um, but that, that actually doesn't sting for me personally, as much as some of the other things that have transpired, um, which is interesting because, because yeah. it's your, it's your birth name. It's the birthday my parents gave me, you know, all that yeah. stuff. But 
the, again, it goes back to the relationships. It's that like the messaging has now become inauthentic for me. Mm. That's been hard because again, it's like a misrepresentation. It feels, um, And so that was really difficult and uh, not to completely shift gears or anything. But I think the other thing that was really difficult was the fact that it impacted my trade in what Mm -hmm. I was allowed to do and work. And right now, you know, I am under a five-year provision in which I cannot identify to the trade as a designer uh, in which my former employer competes, you know, so what they create, manufacture and sell. I can't identify as a designer to that trade, regardless of what name I use. So you, you know, can't so it's like, identify as a wedding dress designer right now. Exactly. And, oh you know, that, that for me, and this whole time, you know, I was kind of under the impression that I would be able to re-enter the bridal industry after my non-compete was up. And after my contract was over expired, which was August of this year. And so I was of the mindset that I would be able to re-enter if it was under a different, you know, name. And then that ended up not being the case about five days before August one. Oh my and, gosh. You know, I mean, I had really been there are some lows for me yeah. over the past two years that I tried to handle as much as I could, you know, personally. Um, and and vent to family and friends that I, I knew I could trust and everything. Yeah. But um well, it's that, like you just keep, but- <laughs> you keep letting the past be in the past and soldiering on, you know, with like the future. And then that just keeps, you keep getting slammed on that. That is Ugh. exactly how I was feeling. And that, that blow was, um, oh my Lord, you know, for mm. me to not be able to utilize the skill set that I've not just, you know, spent the last nine years doing, I've spent my entire life dedicated. Yeah, like this is what you're born to do. This is like your God-given gift. I went to college and graduated in fiber science. Like I, all my industry experience, I mean, I worked at a house of brands before I even came to my former employer. And I actually, I found them, you know, I reached out and found them. It wasn't like, oh, I was discovered, you know, or anything like that. Um, And so, you know, it was, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I had to, that was, hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, I get that because it's like, (laughs) it's like the outside name is the part of your identity. That's kind of the face, but like, again, like who you are put on this earth to be and your God-given talents and, you know, your heart to, to do what you want to do in the world. If for that to be taken away is like a whole nother level. It, It did feel like that. It's like, I worked so hard to recognize Mm-hmm. what my contributions are to the world. And like, yeah. this has always, you know, felt like something I've worked really hard at and it's become a part of who I am, of course, you know, and there's the quote that's like, creators don't separate from their work because they are their work. It is yes. a part of who they are. And the fundamental idea of people should be allowed to work, you know, and they should mm-hmm. be allowed to exercise their skill set. And, yeah. um, you know, for me now that I am now in this position, you know, it's all the more reason why I want to keep fighting for it. And I am appealing this last ruling and, you know, it's, it's been terrifying, but I also feel such, um, a mission to do it. And a lot of people cannot fight for themselves. Yeah. Well, I think there is a piece of you because you're such an incredible human that you know that you're not just fighting for yourself, that you're fighting 
for, like you said, this is going to change case law and, and fighting for all. I mean, the the wave of creators and influences, like we have, we have barely scratched the surface of what the next, you know, generations are going to look like in that field. And you, for some reason, and I just hope that you recognize this, like you, for some reason are in the situation so that you can be the person to change the face of this. I mean, that's a lot of responsibility, but it's also in some way like just such a, such a, that part is a calling, I think. So tell me about that. You know, you mentioned it earlier. You said, you know, you really want to change things, you know, going forward, especially for young creators out there. What does that look like right now in your life? Yeah. So, um, I will be launching my nonprofit very soon. Um, it's been a love of labor of love for the past uh, year and some, uh, but the entire, you know, umbrella of it is a girl you might know foundation. And Mm -hmm. while I was still under this two-year non-compete and under contract, you know, and I could not identify by my birth name uh, publicly, I was going by a girl you might know um, because I didn't just want to, you know, not have a name or anything. I just was like, right now you know and it was at first just kind of started as a lighthearted thing but then it became you know this is you know people like what do I call you I'm like you know girl you might know um I love that so that is it's a 501c3 approved and we are going to work on providing resources that protect the interests of young creatives and women you know especially during the formative years of their career and it goes back to, you know, kind of what I went through when I was going for my dream job and, you know, things that I didn't really have access to and and a mindset that wasn't really, um, receiving of that, of that kind of advice. And now that I've been through what I have, and I have this experience that I can share with people. Um, I also want to provide these things that I knew I didn't have. I mean, I had, I went to a great school. I educated myself very, very much so, but I did never signed a big contract like this before. Right. I have never been exposed to legal language and how things can be interpreted and what this could mean. And, you know, there's a lot of nuance that goes into that. And it it's, a, a, I don't have a degree in law, like yeah. people study years to understand this stuff. Like yeah. the idea that, you know, oh, I should just have known, you know, and it's like, I literally give myself a break when I think about that because- yeah. You know, you couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. I mean, you were too busy learning all the other things that are outside of that scope. And I mean, gosh, when I when I hear your story and I think about what you're doing with this nonprofit, it's so damn powerful, first of all. But it also, there's a part of me that's like, oh gosh, when you think about this, when you think about this wave of creators that are just kind of coming to be, there's also going to be a hell of a lot of taking advantage of you know, that hasn't happened yet because they are so impressionable. They are so, you know, hungry for the dream and yeah. yeah. And you are going to be able to play a part in protecting them. That is amazing. I have to, I have to think that like, that is so much of what sustained you through this, just creating this, right? Yes. It has, um, given me a a purpose that's being as generic as possible, but really, um, you know, and how do I do it? You know, and, and is it more on the financial side? Is it more on the legal expertise side? Is Mm -hmm. it in the, you know, negotiation sense? Um, is it 
making, just making more people aware of my story because, you know, you think about too, like I've had so many people reach out to me and say, I signed this or I did this because I thought that if I didn't, someone else would have, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would have lost the job. And it's like, gosh, that's such a tough thing because you want it and you know, you're the best for the job and you don't want to lose it, you know? So you, these things happen. And, um, like, how do we, how do we make this a little bit better? You know, how can we, it so that, you know, by you standing up for yourself or you pushing back a little bit on certain things, it doesn't mean you're being combative. It doesn't right. mean that you're going to be portrayed now as, oh, you're difficult or something. And um, it's a really hard uh, territory to smooth mm. out. But I think there are some tools and things we can help with, put in place, you know, so it doesn't have to be so end all be all. And, right. and for how many people have said, oh, you know, it, it's a boilerplate you know, yeah. this is boiler. Everyone signs this, everyone, right. you know, and that's used so much. It's like, how many people have actually read yeah. what TikTok terms and services say? Not you me. Know, you know, click yeah. the box and what they yeah. can track and what they can listen to and all this. Yeah. Like, did you read that entire thing of what? I didn't read any doing? of it. Of course. No. Yeah. You know, and like that happens a lot. And yeah. I've now become a, like such a proponent or proponent. I can't even say the word right now, but <laughs> I've become an advocate for plain language contracts. Yes. And yeah. like, this is what this means, you know, mm. and this is what it could mean or how it could be yes. interpreted. Like, I want to try to provide that bit of, um, transparency. So I'm very excited about this. Um, it's taking a while to write up all of the material and we're going to be doing a financial grant as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm very proud of it. And at least we hope to do some good. (laughs) Well, I, you've already done good. I mean, just by sharing your story and being authentic and being out there in such a, classy, respectful way. You know, I I mean, I hope you also know that this could have, you could have slung the mud left and right and, you know, just made it 10,000 times worse. And you have taken the high road every step of the way. And that's incredible to see. And um, we are going to drop, we are dropping this podcast intentionally on October 17th. So what, why is that day special? (laughs) Why is this day special today? Uh, What a coincidence. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, five days before my, uh, contract was expired and I was given a new ruling that kind of, you know, put a big wrench in my plans. Um, I had to pivot and I like a boss, like a boss. Let me pivot. I was like, I literally need to work. I have not worked. And for a good reason, um, I, it's just been so difficult uh, being stripped of so much. But I am have been approaching personal bankruptcy. I am, you know, I've spent everything on fighting for my rights. And now it's like, I need to have some income here. And so how do I transfer my skill set? Like, what do I do? And yeah. so I kind of opened up the landscape of, you know, fashion categories and what was non-competitive with my former employer. What could I do that I feel like I could say something that was meaningful, that had a real skill behind it um, and would be welcoming for the aesthetic I feel like I can offer. So that was shoes for me. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. (laughs) I'll be launching my first women's uh, specialty shoe collection and 
it's, you know, of course, first and foremost, it's non-competitive with my former employer, but yeah. uh, more so than that, it is, um, you know, me really taking a step in, uh, in a oh. new direction of manifesting my own destiny and yes. also providing some bit of creative skill set that I still have available to apply. And I've had such a blast learning the shoemaking mm. process and learning how, you know, these, these beautiful kickers are put together. And, um, yeah, we it. were officially dropping on October 17th under the new brand name. She is Cheval. She is and Cheval. yeah, it is, it is a brand that I want to feel very inclusive and empowering and yeah. sparkly and happy. Um, I love that. Been a storm each time. And so it's like, yeah. let's have some, create some good news. Um, but it'll be launching via e-commerce. And then we're also doing a surprise little pop-up shop in the South, uh, South street seaport of New York for just oh. the holiday. And so, Oh my we'll God, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I have all the faith in the world that you are going to be like a year from now, you're going to be thriving in that part of the fashion world. And you're going to think, I would have never been here had all of that not happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that I, for you. I absolutely, I mean, you are, you are such a good soul. You have, like I said, taken the high road, done all the work behind it, like just constantly pulled yourself back up and pulled yourself back up and pivoted when you've needed to pivot. And that is going to be rewarded like a thousand fold for you. I, I can guarantee that's going to happen. Oh, I will manifest those words. Thank you yes. so much. Yes, absolutely. Well, I will drop everything because it will be October 17th, the day this drops in the show notes. So I'll I'll make sure I get all of that from you. But oh my gosh, girl, thank you for your time. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your presence. Just all of it. This is like one of the best episodes. There's just so much here that's like creators need to know about from the business standpoint, but also just the mindset that you embody is just so impressive. So thank you for your time. Oh my gosh, you're so kind. Thank you so much for um, just your consideration and interest in my story. Um, it's always very uh, therapeutic to yeah. be able to have these yeah. conversations. So, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an incredible human. Can't wait to hear your takeaways. Remember, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review if you can, and we will see you guys next week. 